Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. One's Gut Feeling, as told to Mary Sleeman Groans. I wasn't really listening when our pastor asked for volunteers to host an eight-week home Bible study. My grandma, Nanny, likes things like that, and I thought maybe she would invite some women to the house to study the Bible and talk about their favorite recipes and discuss their newest grandbabies. But I started listening when the pastor said, I'm asking you to do something different. Picture at least three friends or co-workers who don't go to church and who may never have heard the gospel. If you are willing to open your home and provide refreshments and friendship, I'll supply the training. I've been praying about this for several months, and I believe we need to reach out to our community in a new way. While he was talking, I imagined Juan, Carlos, and Logan in Nanny's dining room surrounded by Bibles and cookbooks. I visualized them eating snacks on Nanny's best china. I covered my mouth but couldn't stop the strange noise that escaped, something like a snort and cough and hiccup all together. Maybe Nanny thought I'd sneezed because she whispered, Bless you. Then she looked into my eyes. She knows me better than anyone else on earth. You want to do this, Alan, don't you? She whispered. I nodded and wondered how I could convince my friends that a Bible study would be fun. I had invited Carlos to church a few times. He'd always given me the same answer. Nah, man, we have our own church and we go a couple times a year. My mom wouldn't like it if I went with you. I'd met Logan when we were second graders. We were buddies at school, but all I really knew about him was that his family had a big boat and they liked to go to the lake. Juan, one of my neighbors, always seemed to get in trouble. He isn't bad, he just doesn't think. Like the time he tried to walk backward up the down escalator and caught his shoelace and nearly broke his neck. Or the time he tried to catch a fish with a plastic bag on the end of a stick and fell off the dock. I pictured Juan eating off of Nanny's best china and then balancing a stack of plates on his head. Nanny jabbed me with her elbow. Why are you laughing? In the end, Nanny signed us up as a home group. I'll be responsible for the boys, she said, but you will do the actual teaching. That first week after the Bible lesson, I took the boys on a trail ride. A snake spooked Juan's horse, and he landed in the only mud puddle in Texas. That really wasn't Juan's fault. By week five, I was feeling pretty confident. Let's pack some food and hike to the creek, I suggested. Nanny packed lunches for us while I finished the lesson about the loaves and fish. That's a good story, Juan said. I ain't never heard nothing like it. Maybe the lesson topic is why I thought about the creek that day. Sometimes it was full of some pretty big fish. Nanny gave us lunches and big bottles of water. No thanks, Juan said. I don't drink water. Do you have Coke? I have apple juice if you don't want water, Nanny said. But that's all we have. Nah, Juan said. I just like Coke. It's so hot, Nanny pointed out. Please take something to drink. Carlos handed the bottle to Juan. Quit being so disrespectful to Alan's grandmother and carry the water, he said. We raced across the back pasture and hiked through the woods and stopped to eat beside the creek. Man, I'm thirsty, Juan said. Where can I get a Coke? I was thirsty, too, and was starting to wish that I had brought two of Nanny's water bottles. Did you drink your water, I asked Juan. Nah, Juan said. I don't like water. I put it down when your grandmother wasn't looking. We splashed around and cooled off before we headed home. Wait, Juan said. I'm dizzy. My head hurts. He looked a little pale. 
Sit down, Logan ordered. My mom's a nurse, and she says it's easy to get dehydrated in this weather. Juan stretched out on the ground and wouldn't move. I feel funny, he said. Carlos had about a half teaspoon of water left in his bottle, and we poured that into Juan's mouth. Take it easy, Logan said. We need to figure out how to get you home. I hear a tractor, I said. I'll run ahead and see if that neighbor can help. Juan rode back to Nanny's house on the tractor. Eventually, the Bible studies were finished, but everyone kept hanging out at Nanny's house. You boys have so much fun outside, she said one day. Would you like to take the tent and camp at the lake? I'll sleep in the van, and we can cook over a campfire. Everyone agreed, so we headed out on the three-hour drive. Juan wiggled and poked us and propped his feet out the window. Sit still and keep your seatbelt on, Nanny said. I think Ben left some of his toys under the seat. Maybe there's something that will entertain you. Ben is my eight-year-old cousin. I didn't think any of his things would keep Juan quiet. I was wrong. Look, these are cool, Juan said. He was sticking bright-colored magnets together and pulling them apart again. Let me make something, Logan said. We passed the box of magnets around and made designs and built race cars. Then we handed them to Juan and started discussing how to find the best campsite. I guess it was about an hour later when Juan moaned and clutched his stomach. Oh, man, that hurts, he said. Nanny glanced in the rearview mirror and pulled over. What is it, she asked. My stomach hurts, Juan answered. Have you boys been snacking on anything back there, Nanny asked. No, I said. We're saving the food for the campout. I reached over and picked up the empty box in Juan's lap. Where are Ben's magnets? Juan clutched his stomach and bent over. I swallowed them, he whispered. I knew there was no point in asking the obvious question. Nanny drove to the nearest town and found a hospital. The doctor said that the magnets could lodge in Juan's intestines and stick parts of them together. The magnets had to come out. Help me, Juan begged. It hurts. Juan never told us why he swallowed the magnets. Maybe he was just curious or hungry. They pumped his stomach, made him drink stuff that flushed out his system, and took lots of x-rays. Will I die? Juan asked. Tell me again about heaven and hell. Do you think I can be saved here, or do I have to wait until I go to church? Juan gave his heart to Jesus right there in the hospital, with magnets cramping his stomach and coming out in the bedpan. Nanny said we can try to go camping again sometime. She promised to keep a closer eye on Juan. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.